1: All right, so I am excited about this one to welcome onto the podcast uh, to, I would say, old friends of the program because uh, it was two two years ago, almost to the day, uh, that Clint Bowling uh, retired from the Bengals after a phenomenal eight-year career and one where he was uh, part of the starting rotation on a whole lot of great teams and uh, five straight playoffs, a, a number of big wins, and uh, retired. And it was a really interesting story. And, you know, getting to know not just Clint, but Kelly's wife is here with me, too. Getting to know them over the years. You know, I always hate when people retire or they're traded or something moves on and, and they just become sort of forgotten. It shouldn't be that way. And it, I wanted to take a chance, take this off-season spot to catch up with them. So, Clint, Kelly, what's up?
2: Hello. How are we doing?
1: Doing good. Thank you guys so much for taking some time to join the podcast. I, You know, it's just, I've kind of wanted, I I have to admit before we start, I have always had this very weird fascination with players after they retire. And it's such a, I actually wanted, I've I've wanted to write a book about it and hopefully nobody steals that idea at some point because I just find it really a a crazy thing where... you know, guys are so successful, and you can't replicate these adrenaline rushes anywhere. And you, and a lot of players build up their identity in being a football player, and then they retire, and they're young, and they have to figure out how to redo it all over again. And I just find it a really interesting thing. And so that's part of why I, I thought about you guys uh, in this moment because I was like, you know what? It's I, I, I would love to revisit and see what it's been like two years after making the decision. You know to walk away.
3: Uh, you know it's been good. Um, like we were talking about earlier. Um, you know I, I can't complain. Everybody's doing good. The uh, we have two kids, uh, Emma and Avery, uh, who keep us busy. Uh, I mean, they're the energy levels that kids have is unmatched. Um, so that's uh, it's been great. They've been doing well. Um, so the family's been doing good. Um, and then outside of that, um, you know, kind of. Uh, obviously this whole past year was kind of a weird deal. So this, um, I, um, you know, once I got done, I took a lot of time off. I was like, I'm going to take the whole fall off. I'm not going to do anything. Um, we traveled, we went skiing, um, cause I never got to go. So when I grew up, I grew up, um, snow skiing, uh, we'd go during the winter and I had a blast. And once I got older, it was just one of those things like in college. And then with Cincinnati, it was just, I never got to go. And so, um, that was the first trip I wanted to do. I was like, I, I was like, all right, I want to go snow skiing this winter. We're gonna do it. And uh Kelly and I both went out there. We had a lot of fun doing that. Um he's
2: a lot better than I am. Yeah.
3: <laughs> a little bit more tentative. Uh she fights it a little bit, but it was like riding a bike. Um, I mean, that I had it skied since I was, you know, a teenager. And um he was I mean, doing
2: blacks that afternoon, and I think I was so wow. on the greens. So.
3: Um <laughs> Yeah, so that was, you know, just doing little things like that. Um, that same fall, uh, I got to catch a couple of Georgia games and go down and uh, go down to Athens for the first time. in, you know, since I was playing, really. Um, so that was a lot of fun, just doing little things like that that you never really got to do while you were playing. Um, you know, just the little things that you miss that you don't really realize that, you know, you're not able to do. That's, uh, that was a lot of fun to kind of catch up on a couple of those things.
1: I'm actually, Is that something that was like, even in a contract, like you cannot ski, right? Like, was that, or is that just understood when you're playing?
3: Well, they, um, it's one of those things where like, if you were to get hurt skiing, they have, they just put you on like NFI and then, you know, you don't, you probably want to get paid that year. Like if you tore your ACL in February doing it, you'd be on NFI. You probably want to play that year. Your contract would toll. It was just like one of those things that just wasn't really worth it. Um, mm-hmm. I, like, I just always told myself, I was like, all right, I'm just going to wait till I get done and just do that stuff then. Um, yeah. And I was fortunate enough being able to do it. So it's just, um, you know, it wasn't everything. I don't think it was anything ever written, but it was just one of those things that I just never did. Yeah. I'm sure people do it. I need mean, to be honest. I mean, you see people riding the motorcycles and do all absolutely, of kind of, you know, risky things. It's just, Everybody's a little bit different in what their risk tolerance tolerance is. And at that point in time, I just didn't want to ski uh, when I was still playing. I was also, uh, you know, to see, I, I've lost a lot of weight since I was playing. So to be like 310, 315 flying down the mountain <laughs> isn't the same. <laughs> a little bit more momentum and speed probably at that point.
1: So I, I was going to ask you that. Because I've seen photos of you and you look very much trimmed down and you see this a lot with offensive linemen when they retire. People get used to seeing them at least like to build to be massive, powerful people. And then, you know, it'll be a year later and people like I didn't even recognize that guy because you're down. How much did you did you make? Was that something that you always wanted to do once you got out of football is like train the opposite direction?
3: Um, Yeah, I'd say so, too. Like I it it was always hard for me to keep the weight on when I was playing. Even like when I got to college at Georgia, like I got to Georgia and I was probably 275 um, and, you know, put weight on through my career there. And then even when I was playing in Cincinnati, you know, I'd come in at a certain weight and then just, you know, the amount of calories that you're burning through practice and workouts, like it was just always hard for me to keep it on. So when I got done, I just, you know, I stopped eating as much. I stopped lifting heavy, but just started doing more like cardio and, you know, um, you know, elliptical, I still lift and would do lighter weights, eat less. I got into some of like the fasting stuff where you'd skip breakfast and only eat like, you know, a six hour time period. So I do that a couple of days a week. And then honestly, when I go play golf, I walk. Um, so you go, I play walk when I play golf, which, you know, you'll get six or seven miles of exercise and then, um, you know, carry in your own bag. Um, so I've probably lost um, around 50 pounds from when I was playing. Um, and I really don't want to lose any more than that. We had to, uh, yeah. we had to get a whole new wardrobe. Like new, twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, all, I had a ton of great golf shirts. So if anybody's in the need of like a three XLT Nike golf shirt,
1: <laughs> <laughs> not a huge market. Yeah. There's uh,
3: not a probably. lot of options.
1: It's so funny. You you just named off like three things that I've said, you know, I should I should do that. Maybe it'll help me lose some weight and just never do. Like I'm always <laughs> on the cart. I could never fast through breakfast. Like yeah. I'm just like, no, no, no. This it sounds great in theory, but I've never actually been able to do it. Well, the to, girls uh,
2: dinner at like six o'clock and so we try to eat with them and then try not to get into the ice cream at nine o'clock.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well and fail, inevitably. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but that's it's so great. I and I Kelly, I wanted to ask you about that because like how how different have things been for you now and how long did it take to get used to, okay, like a particularly in season, like, okay, this is very, very different and having to readjust in some ways.
2: Yeah. Um, having him home more often, which I guess was good timing. We had Avery, which is our youngest, right after the season ended and so it was kind of In a way, good timing for us because we needed all hands on deck at home. So it was weird having them home, but at the same time, it was much appreciated because with two, how close ours are, we definitely needed both of us at home, which was really nice. So, just the adjustment of having him home more often, but like I said, I didn't take it for granted cuz I needed all the help I could get.
1: Yeah. Well, f- yeah, 4 and 3 is very close together and that yeah. is a that is a significant adventure on a daily basis.
2: Yeah. It's so it's a lot. And like, you know, by the time he retired, that was, you know, Avery was 6 months old, so she was getting close to being mobile, which you definitely even need more hands on deck and so it it wasn't too hard to adjust to because like I said, I needed all the help I can get. And then we were home back home too. So both of our parents are here and they help us out a lot too.
1: But you don't really need help when you have a bounce house in your foyer, Uh, right?
2: It's lived (laughs) there for about a year and a half.
1: Is it still there?
2: It's still there. We we take it outside on a nice day, but other than that, it gets folded up and shoved into our dining room and then pulled back out in the foyer when it's time to play again.
3: Yeah. It became a staple in the foyer after COVID started and just hasn't really moved since then. So I'm in
1: full support of anything that works. Just, just don't touch it until it stops working. So I am fully on board with this. I love it
2: it. for sure. (laughs) On Amazon. (laughs) Uh,
1: I love it. Um, I mean, it's, it's hard to believe it's been, it's been two years. Does that, does that feel like a lifetime ago, or does it feel like just yesterday to you? Is it? it are you able to, you know, put together that?
3: Probably a little bit of both. Um, you know, it's you know, um, I mean, it's something that you just did for so long, and then you just kind of move on, and uh, you know, it 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 just uh, you know the farther and farther, you know, the, just seeing the turnover, especially in Cincinnati, it would be different if like you know I turned on the Bengals and. You know, there's, oh, there's, uh, you know, forty guys I played with. I think would be a lot different, but the the, the way that it's changed and worked out, uh, you know, it's a lot different. So it's, um, you know, it, it feels like a long time ago, even though, like you just said, it's um, it's only been two years. Um, that's hard, that's kind of hard to believe, but you know, it's just one of those things. Like a lot's happened. Life moves on, and you continue to uh, adjust and, and pick up new things, pick up new habits, and pick up new, uh, you know hobbies and that kind of thing. So it's just, um, it's one of those things. So, uh, you know, I I, I don't know. I don't think I have an exact answer, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I know sometimes it feels like, okay, once you Some people have it where it's like, look, once I have moved on in my brain, like I just I don't even go back there or even barely remember it. And some some people I feel like, you know, you're always hanging on and feel like you still remember, you know, the last game you played. They're all details of the last game you played or whatever. I I mean, it's Uh, like uh, how you handle it.
3: Yeah, I'm not I'm not there. I I don't I don't remember. Like I I've moved on. I would definitely say there's not a point in time where I was like, oh, man, I really wish I was still doing that. Like I can't. I couldn't even comprehend trying to go put pads on or a helmet on or something <laughs> like that. So,
2: when we watched them play the Steelers and go against Tim Hayward, we're a little like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> so, it's um I would definitely say I I, I would probably lean towards I I've, I've probably moved on and uh quicker than I guess uh than I thought.
1: How weird was that first football season? The 2019 season.
3: Um yeah, it was um, it was definitely different. Um, you know, to sit on your couch and watching games on a Sunday afternoon was a was a. I mean, I bought the I got the Sunday ticket for the first time um, where I could you know whatever it was like the Red Zone Channel and flipping back and forth between all the games and um, you know watching it, watching it with friends and it was just a uh, it was a much different feeling. But like I said, I don't think I. Um, I, I didn't regret it. I didn't miss it a ton. It wasn't like I was dying to be out there. I was, uh, I was content with the decision I made at that point in time and, uh, you know, continue to be that, to continue to feel that way. Um, you know, it's fun watching games. I enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy watching this it, it on TV and, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, you get to, uh, do things you can't do as a, as a, as a player, you get to, uh, you have to you know pick you know, gamble on them every now and then and have some fun
1: <laughs> with it that way. So I love it. I mean how how long how long did it take you guys to feel um normal again? Like in the, that this is our you know, under like find this is our life, like this is what our, our new normal routine and rhythm is over the course of a year as opposed to the insane rhythm that is being a football
2: player. I don't know. I guess probably just, I mean, once we weren't like, didn't probably didn't have to go back for training camp. Like, yeah. I mean, normally we
1: pretty just, immediate, like,
2: yeah. A little bit of time in the summer to spend with family and maybe go on a little trip. But then right after that, like you have to report to training camp and you know, they're pretty much gone five days out of the week there. Um And then yeah, I mean it's. It didn't take long to adjust. I would say just because it was, it went pretty quick. Just yeah, because they're always so busy. I feel like during the off season and then working yeah. out over the summer and stuff. So all right, we'll find to come up. I'm doing. Something it was right quick. Now, so
1: how did you? How did you? Did you? Did this open you up to do stuff for yourself more now that <laughs> yes. it was around? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I-,
2: <laughs> um, I joke my uh, tennis career resurrected from the grave. <laughs> um, which has been nice it's given me you know it's given him time to obviously like he hangs with the girls and then i go and do stuff and with my friends and it's nice to be back home and like i'm i'm playing tennis quite often which is nice to kind of have my little own gig because clint got (laughs) eight years of his gigs
1: (laughs) right absolutely you you should you need to be going away for like full like three months at a time on on the tennis tours here
2: hard and hardcore training
1: (laughs) Did you play, you played at UGA or tennis? No, I, I played no. A
2: club team there and then I liked my social life a little bit more than yeah. sports and met Clint. So I had to chase him around and stuff. So
1: liking, liking social life uh, has derailed many a career. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying
2: a long time off and then obviously had the girls and then now I'm full blown back playing a lot. So it's fun. It's been a lot of fun.
1: All right, let's take a second
0: and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. Requires high speed internet connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on direct TV terms and restrictions apply.
1: It's funny. Like how how many different ideas have you run through on what to, what you wanted to do next as you started to think about what the next chapter would look like for you? Is it just like a constant stream or did you have a better, an idea?
3: Um, you know, it was one of those things where I took that fall, like I said, I took that fall off, we traveled, we went to Georgia games, and at that same time, um, you know, I had taught, I, so I graduated Georgia with an insurance degree, um, so I actually met with like a couple of different insurance groups trying to figure out if that was something that I wanted to do, and it just didn't really interest me, to be honest, and um, And ironically, I was like, all right, I'm going to take this time off. I'm going to really figure out what I want to do at the beginning of the year. And then COVID happened. And so, like, you know, obviously kind of the world stopped for a little bit. And at that point in time, I was like, all right, I really need to find something. Because I – so I ended up connecting back up with my uh, high school coach um, from – I went to to a school called Chattahoochee in, um, like, Johns Creek, Georgia – and so I reconnected up with him and we both actually kept in touch over the years, but he started, uh, had his first year at a new high school, a new private school called Kings Ridge. Um, just a really small school. I mean, we only had, you know, 30, 35 kids on the team, but, um, I ended up coaching O-line last there last, uh, fall and had a lot of fun doing that. And, um, so I'm doing that again this fall. Um, and then outside of that, I've been doing. Uh, I connected with my uh, the guy that I trained with my whole career, you know, weightlifting and running and everything. And I'm just doing some personal training with for high school kids with him. Um, so just doing some things, little things like that, just to kind of fill my time. Um, you know, that that's been fun. Um, you know, you think about growing up, all the people that helped you along, helped me along the way. Just in general, like, you know the. Um, you know, your coaches, your, you know, some community coach that, you know, you met as a, you know, eighth, ninth, 10th grader that helped you, or, you know, the first time a coach told you that you could play in college. So you just like, remember those little things of people helping you along the way. And, you know, so I've tried to get into that and just try to find a way to help other kids out. And so that's been a lot of fun and I've really enjoyed that
2: kind of fills the football void
1: yeah yeah i was gonna say you get a little bit except you're on the frustrating other end is it is it like uh what's it like trying to convince the kids to do the things that you're teaching them instead of uh, Uh, it's coming up or other way
3: especially at high school it's pretty easy they uh they listen these there's the kids at the school are really good kids and and they do listen really well and also helps you know use a you know, as a guy that played eight years in the NFL. They'll, they like to listen and, you know, they'll, they ask you questions like, Hey coach, what was this like? Who, who's the hardest person you ever blocked? And, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, so, you know, they, they, they're, that's been the best part is just, you know, being around kids and helping them out and really, uh, trying to help them along the way. Um, so that, like I said, that's been a lot of fun and and something that I probably will continue to do as we go forward. You know, like I mentioned, you know, some of these, you know, like an office job or something, nothing like that has just really caught my eye. Um, and, you know, fortunately I don't have to do anything that I don't want to. And, uh, this is something that I've really enjoyed and, uh, you know, will continue to do.
1: Well, from someone who's done an office job before, Clint, let me tell you, it doesn't catch anybody's eye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's much more fun to do what you know, what what you did and what I do and and what yeah. you did football. It's uh, much more fun. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was curious. Did when you retire, does the PA help guys out as they <laughs> exit? Is there a, a program or anything, or do they do anything, or, or how do you? How do they help you navigate if if at all?
3: So they have a uh, a program that's called the Trust uh, within the PA, and they will help guys uh, along the way with whatever they really need. And I think and I think it's more of a you you have to kind of reach out to want some guidance and want some help uh, for them to to facilitate because I mean, there's so much tr- turnover and so many people in and out of the game. That's not something where it's like I filed my papers and somebody calls me. And he's like, hey, what do you want to do? Here's help. Um, so, you know, for me personally, I, I haven't gotten involved in anything like that just because, um, you know, I, I felt like I had a pretty level. I, I could see where I wanted to go and, you know, could find a way to figure out what I wanted to do. But, you know, unfortunately, not everybody's able to do that. But at the same time, you have to be willing to reach out to try to find some guidance and find some help. Um, so there are programs within the union that that will help you and assist you to kind of get to where you want to go. It just depends on how much you're really trying to to get done.
1: Did you did you reach out to anybody for like even not just for like you know guidance, but just for advice on how they how other people went about retirement or? Or tried to convince Wit to actually retire at some point <laughs> in his life and not play to fifty. We'll
2: believe it when we see that. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Uh, I, I hope you're sending him pictures of like the tee box on Sundays was no, about to go, I, you know, get I his actually, body kicked.
3: I actually still talk to Wit a lot. Uh, I talk, I talked to Eric Winston a good bit. We actually just got went to a golf trip, uh, the three of us together guess it was in April. Um, the three of us, we were out in uh, Las Vegas and the old guys weekend, golf weekend out there. That was just an absolute blast catching up with those guys. Um, the fact that he's still playing football, I can't even comprehend. Like, I, no I, I, re- how. I remember yeah. in like <laughs> 2013 sitting in the Millennium Hotel with him in the lobby and we'd just be bullshitting around and he'd be like, oh, this is going to be it, man. I'm just tired. I'm beat up. And I'm like, you know, he goes and plays like another eight, nine years. And I'm like, I'm I remember
2: good. Melissa saying that when like Clint, Clint was a rookie and Andrews in like his six years. He's like, Oh, this is going to be his last year. He's going to retire. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> okay.
1: mean, it's, I, I mean, I, it's amazing. amazing. <laughs> Now I think he wants to be the oldest lineman in the, you know, in the history of the NFL, it seems. Yeah,
3: it it really is unbelievable what he's doing. I mean, to see him continue to play and watch and everything, it it truly is unbelievable. Um, But no, I I mean, I've talked to those two. Those are two guys that I probably talked to the most And any kind of, you know, like you're talking about uh, guidance or advice or anything like that. Um, you know, I talked to those guys all the time. And even when I, before I got done, I had kind of reached out to them and just kind of told them everything that was going on and say, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. And, you know, they both just were, you know, do whatever you feel is best and, you know, don't do it for anybody else. And, you know, just things like that, they, they kind of help you. And, uh, you know, those are obviously two guys that I, that played for a long time that are close friends that I respect a lot. And, uh, just to talk to those guys about any of that kind of stuff is, uh, is good.
1: Eric Winston with one of the greatest last plays in a career in history where he was out there basically on one leg protecting on fourth and long on the uh, on the uh, Dalton to Boyd play in Baltimore. I'll never forget it. It It's unbelievable effort from a guy like that. Um, It's it's kind of interesting. I mean, I, I guess what do you what do you guys miss the most? What do you guys miss the most the about The food
2: football? in Cincinnati? <laughs> <laughs> there
1: we go. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. Let's, let's talk yeah. about Cincinnati as a culinary heaven that it does not it, get it credit really for is. enough credit for being.
2: I mean, we obviously miss like, you know, the things that came along with football, friends that we met there and everything, but God, we always talk about the food in Cincinnati, like all of our restaurants that we used to always go to and I mean, it's unmatched to anybody else. Like it's we miss that the most for sure.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what what is did you guys uh have you been have you been back since you yeah. left
2: that day?
3: No, no, we haven't been back at all. Um we've always talked about doing like we we're like Man, a weekend we, we could do like a food. weekend food tour up there that would just I like, yeah. go hit all the spots and over the rind and um all the good dinner spots probably gain like 15 pounds but it'd be fun kind yeah. of thing. Um so we um, we have not been back since um but at some point we will, it's not like we're, we'll never, it, it, we really did. I really did enjoy the city. Uh, it grew a ton Huge, uh, like since I got time, yeah. there in 2011 to when I left, um, it, it, it changed a lot and for the better. And it's a fun city and we enjoyed being there. Um, so at some point in time, I bet we, we will do some kind of, you know, quick little getaway yeah. weekend and we just choose to go to Cincinnati.
1: <laughs> yeah. do so that so what's on the food tour what's i mean let, let's give i'll give you i'll give you let's see a weekend so you're coming in friday night and you're flying out sunday afternoon so you, i would you, probably you two dinners.
3: To start uh with dinner at soto good start um yeah. saturday morning we would probably do like a um
2: Taste of Belgium, or we like the Belgium. Uh,
3: was it Maplewood or B- Maplewood?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, Maplewood was phenomenal. I think I saw you
2: there
3: one time. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um,
1: you'll, you'll see me there a lot. Yeah. yeah.
3: And then we would bounce <laughs> around uh,
1: OTR for a
2: little
3: while. Bakersfield uh, would be a lunch spot. The Eagle would probably be, or the Senate. Yeah. One, one of the one of those three, and then obviously for dinner we'd probably hit Ruby's. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, I, I loved Over the Rhine. It was a fun area. So fun. I could go sit down there, go have a beer and some tacos at Bakersfield, wait like two hours and make my <laughs> way down to the Eagle and eat down there and do the same thing. So it,
1: it's funny. It changes so fast. But so even since you guys have left now, North OTR has turned up into the next new thing. So up by... Well, I guess in and and yeah, Northern people Row, or whatever. there's a bunch of stuff up by like North Liberty. So up by Liberty end of – and so the the old OTR like you're talking about still exists, but COVID hit it pretty hard, and a lot of those places went under. But all of a sudden, all these new places on the northern side of OTR opened up. They're all brand new restaurants and businesses, and they're, they're incredible. Sacred Beast was probably here when you guys got yeah, there. Yeah, I've,
3: I've been there before. Yeah. So
1: up that way now has become the like new area. And it's awesome. Okay. there. There's like yeah. all kinds of, new. so it's added on to what they already had. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's blowing and up. And it
2: was weird because when Clint got drafted, that's OTR OTR didn't even exist.
1: No, <laughs> no, <laughs> I
3: mean,
2: no,
1: not in a good way. No, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, that's so great. So I asked you what you miss most. What do you miss the least?
3: Um, probably training camp yeah
2: um, it was hot i mean coming yeah. to watch i would complain and there's no room for me to complain there
3: i also i didn't say anything but i missed the locker room just the hanging out with the guys and just catching up with everybody you have guys from all over the place um that just i i mean i remember saying it when i was retiring like what are you gonna miss i was like oh you missed the locker room you talk about you know, I talk about going on that golf trip with like Witt and Eric and just having like some good buddies that you just see every day and enjoy hanging out with, enjoy working with. Um, you know, you just don't get that same, like, I man, I love my wife and kids, but I can't talk to uh, Emma the same way. Emma and Avery, like, just, I can't cut up with them the same way, I guess. So, um, you know, it's, um, you know, that's the thing I miss, but the, I, I definitely do not miss the, uh, the training camp aspect. And then, you know, waking up on a Monday morning, just, you know, everything's sore and hurting and you got to go back and do it all over again. It's just like rinse and repeat over and over and over. Yeah. Um, like yeah. you knew exactly where you were going to be at uh, each hour of the day for, you know, whatever it is, six months. Um, and it's just a, a monotonous grind. That's, uh, you know, it, it's hard, but, you know, at the same time, it's part of a uh, part of it. And, you know, you also miss some of that stuff, but um you know, just the soreness and waking up out of bed, you know, that obviously uh, feels, feels a lot better these days.
2: I don't miss the hours for him. (laughs) I
1: was going to say for you, I mean, you, you, you cannot miss like that whole six month period, you know, right. Where you're just like rolling solo,
2: you know, like the Clint's last season, you know, we had one kid Earthside, and one in my belly and obviously like just having one, it wasn't terribly as difficult, but then definitely as it got older or, I mean, as it, Clint's last, or Yeah, that was Clint's last season. So it definitely would have been hard having two Earthside and him being gone. So mm-hmm. like I said, it all worked out and it was all good timing and even though it wasn't really planned. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you know, you're you're right. It, it did, I, I, and it's been. I'm sure it's been fun for you guys to to be on this side of it. And obviously, you know, no regrets. Is everything? How how are you doing health wise? No more everything. All good with that. I know.
3: Yeah. Um, so I think even right around when I was retiring was this around the same time I was getting off some of the medication that I was on. Um, you know, one of the doctors that I saw kind of recommended some lifetime medication and that wasn't something I wanted to do. I was kind of going to be like, all right, let me wait and see if anything happens again. And unfortunately, um, I feel great right now. I think losing the weight uh, obviously helps. Um I've, You know, like I said, I lost 50 so pounds Um and, you know, just being active every day. Um, You know, I try to at least get some kind of exercise in once a day, whether it's walk to play golf, go ride my bike for an hour, hour and a half, something like that. I'll go jog every now and then uh, I'll still continue to lift weights, you know, two, two or three times a week. Um, so just being active, um, you know, the body feels a lot better. Uh, I did try to run with some of the high school kids yesterday and I, and I tweaked my hamstring a little bit, so um, I'm not going to be running like that anymore. Uh, yeah, But so uh, my hamstring actually hurts right now and that's probably the most pain I've been in in about like two or three years. So, um, but overall everything that, uh, health wise, everything's good. Um, body feels good. Um, so I, it's, uh, I, you know, it was a, it was the right decision at the time and I'm, and I'm happy for it. I do, you know, think about, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, you know, know, waking up out of bed, are you going to feel the same way? Probably not. And, uh, You know, I'll cross that bridge when I get there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I tried to do a flip turn with my hips to talk trash to my daughter <laughs> just because I was beating her in a race around the house and I pulled my hamstring and realized, like, OK, I so I can't hip turn. Not that that was something I ever could really do, but I definitely can't do it now. And it's like really sad to dejectedly have to like limp away after doing that. You know, so it's like I, I, I feel you. Welcome to the world yeah. of, uh, you know, of, of the way the rest of us live. OK, yeah.
2: Yeah, he came on me was like I think I tweaked my hamstring. I was like, "Oh gosh." I was like, "Why are you even running with them in the first place?"
1: <laughs> exactly. There's no there's really very little reason yeah, for I'm somebody like, like me to run or and you don't need to run anymore either, Clint. No. Just stick yeah. stick to walking. Yeah. Can I I wanted to ask you two football questions real quick that I that are relevant to the state of the Bengals right now. What what are the challenges transitioning from tackle to guard? They drafted this guy, Jackson Carmen from Clemson who played tackle his whole life. And they're going to try to move him to guard is there's, I think there's an idea out there like, Oh yeah, just move him to guard. Right. Like it's seems like it's harder than that. Like, is that, do you think that's something that's an easy transition for a player to make?
3: Um, for a kid that, that, that that's age, then yeah, I think so. He, that should be a transition that he's able to do. Um, I mean, there's guys that are playing tackle in college all the time that just can't play tackle in the NFL, and they have to move. Um, so, you know, I, I think you know, for them, to, for a college kid to go from guard to tackle, I think is would be a that would be an extremely tough move. But for a kid to go from tackle to guard, I think is something that you know, with the right work ethic and right um, you know people steering them in the right direction, I think that would be something that would be a fairly easy easy. I wouldn't call it anything easy in the NFL, but it would be a transition that that's um, that could happen. Um, so I think that's something that's realistic. Um, and uh, you know, at the same time, like you know, you're you're making a transition to college, even if you stay at the same position. Like you ain't playing the same players, you ain't running the same offense. Like everything's different. So you know, to have a college kid um, to do it, that's going from tackle to guard. I would say that that's definitely depending on who the kid is, I don't know anything about him, but that if he's got the right work ethic, then that's definitely something that he should be capable of doing.
1: Yeah. He can try to go block cam Hayward. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's yeah. also still doing it. Yeah. Uh, Frank Pollock, you had him your last year. What did you, what, what, what did you, what was your impressions of, of Frank Pollock and, and what, how he was with, with players?
3: Uh, I enjoyed uh, playing for uh, coach Pollock a lot. I thought he was a, he was a really good O-line coach. He, uh, very different from what my first few years with coach Alexander, but at the same time, uh, you know, not that saying one's right or wrong, but I thought coach Pollock did a really good job, um, you know, talking about a kid that's going to have to make a transition from tackle to guard. I think coach Pollock would be a really good guy to develop that kid and to get him going in the right direction. Um, because I got nothing but good things to say about him. He makes guys work hard. He holds the room accountable and he does a good job. And I think, you um, you know, seeing him back there, I, I could imagine that was a pretty easy move that the team wanted to make. And I knew when uh, he left that they wanted him there and he was a good coach. And uh, so I think he uh, he'll, he'll be a good, good guy to have in that room.
1: Well, they certainly hope so. Because <laughs> they, they're still searching for answers there, since the same way they were the the, the day that you left. Uh, yeah, you know, trying to trying to figure out how to, how to fill in the gaps. So, uh, if if Frank can help get them together, that will be certainly a big deal. Well, I I'm so happy to, to catch up with you guys. Uh, and your your daughters are adorable and growing so fast. Yeah. Um, it's hard to believe. I've always, I've always felt this weird like connection with you guys. You guys have been married six years, right? Yeah. yeah. So we, my wife six? and I, just had our then, was it six
2: somewhere around. <laughs> yeah, there. I think.
1: Yeah, it was my six, Yeah, my wife and I just just got had our sixth anniversary too. We both have two girls. You guys mm-hmm. have two girls. I feel like I'm, I'm always sort of like looking in the mirror a lot of times <laughs> when I, I think at one point I saw a photo where like they had the same swimsuits that we had because like the girls all get the same swimsuits from Target. Yeah, like that's I'm the one just one like. <laughs> It's like, you know, there's a certain life that we all kind of lead when you have little girls. And so uh, it's yeah. been really cool to uh, see you guys having so much fun and glad to see here. Everything's going great uh, yeah. down in Atlanta for for you guys. And so what's the next big trip? Are you going to are you going to like I don't even know. get off? Are you just going to go join the skiing tour or have, like he's going to go
2: skiing? Uh, I'm sure I
3: have <laughs> a lot of golf trips planned.
2: Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs>
1: Um,
3: I'm going to Chattanooga this weekend. I'm going to Philly later in July for another golf trip. Um, I think that's I'll be all. holding
2: down the four at home. Some- I was
3: gonna say, when are when are, when are your trips happening, Kelly? We'll I
1: don't prob- know. We
2: talked about going somewhere in the fall together and shipping yeah. kids off to the grandparents. So we just we'll, haven't. We'll nailed go down somewhere the after the
3: uh, after the high school football season's yes. over. We'll go somewhere maybe we'll, like early December. We still like work We're around just-
2: football seasons.
1: Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, you're still victimized by football season. Yes. Now you get more of December when you're dealing yeah, with high school. Our
3: hours so. are a little bit different. But yeah.
2: Our yeah. Friday <laughs> nights are consumed with Friday night lights now. Yeah.
3: Yeah, um, that's, that's fun but um, yeah we'll go somewhere at some point um, probably wait till around then it's uh, nothing nothing else planned this summer except I got a couple things a couple golf weekends so.
2: I'll make him take me somewhere <laughs> yeah, absolutely
1: as you should well thanks you too I really appreciate it, it fun catching up with you and congratulations on everything that's been that's been going on and living that high life of retirement yeah alright
2: sounds good sounds
3: thanks for awesome good
1: thanks have a good one great to see you guys
2: it's good to see you too